0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson, brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.
1: Thank you once again for your company on this Thursday night. Hope your work is going swimmingly. I know mine is. Tonight on After Dark, we'll be talking with Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality on masturbation what it looks like, what we can use and how we tell our partners about our activities and perhaps involve them. You never know. Gab will be along our resident relationships and sex therapist talking about endometriosis and how that can have a negative effect on your sex life and what you might be able to do about it. And the crazy boys from The Ugly Truth, they are garden variety blokes that swill beer at the pub. They'll be answering some questions that you've written in. Now, just a word of warning, take it with a grain of salt, but it's always a hoot to have them on the show. So let's get into it, shall we? I'm Louise Wilkinson, and you're listening to After Dark.
0: We all know the brain is the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom, or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark?
1: It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show our resident relationships and sex therapist Gabrielle Laurie. Good
2: evening, young lady. How are you this week? Good evening. I'm very well. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm she, so, i had no sleep at all. <laughs> yeah, she's
1: actually. I, look, we're real on here. She's actually delirious. She's had she has um, two toddlers. She has no sleep under her belt, and um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, has just done that immortal dance that we all do at bedtime. And I'm not talking about the sexy. I'm talking about the um, one more story. And no, you don't need to go to the toilet again. And no, you do not need more more drinks. Um, oh that my we've God. all we've been
2: all looking done. through my window. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, it's just such a fun time. Anyway,
3: we are actually,
1: we should stop laughing and, you know, this is a serious subject. So we are talking today about uh, endometriosis. Now, I have had um, a few friends that have suffered with endometriosis uh, and it's not something that I've experienced. So I'm interested to find out what it actually is um, and, and how it can affect our sex lives.
2: Yeah, endometriosis is really common. And I suppose the first symptoms for a lot of women is really painful periods um, because it's caused by the lining of the womb ending up in other areas of the pelvis. Mm. The reason it becomes so painful is because this endometrium lining sheds like a period.
1: Yes, you know, of course.
2: So it's not, so it, it leads blood building up in your pelvis because it's not being released through the vaginal canal. Mm -hmm. So it can create incredibly painful sex. It can, um, you know, join some of your organs together that shouldn't be joined together. It Mm -hmm. can be yeah, awfully, um, and it can make a woman's libido go down naturally uh, because they're scared of the pain. So,
1: yeah. 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 I mean it it you know, the friends that that I know have that have experienced endometriosis, I mean they their their periods are, are crippling. Um yeah. you know, each and every month. The pain is just off the Richter scale. Uh, and it usually translates to a few days off work because they just can't move. Um yeah. but you know, with with all of that, I guess would would come a a real sense of uh, you want to protect that area. Um, so yeah, so sexual relations and um, childbirth and all of those sort of things take on um, you know a much more complicated scenario than normal, I would assume.
2: So it's really important if any women out there notice these symptoms in themselves, like really painful periods, or um, because it can lead to infertility. It causes tiredness, um, sciatica, backache. Sometimes it's um, yeah crippling, as you say. And and if you have been diagnosed with it, it's really important to talk to your partner about what it is, um, what it feels like, how it affects your you sexually and how how it's going to be treated. So um, he or she is aware of how they can support you.
0: Mm.
2: You might need to use, like, more lubrications. You might need more foreplay. You might need to take ibuprofen before sex Mm. to dull the brain a bit. You might need to go super slow. Um, There's a lot of things you can do to still enjoy and have a sex life, you might choose different times of the month where you're less likely. If you keep a like a uh, menstrual cycle journal, you'll know when you get the most pain and you can plan for sex. Okay, this weekend I should be pretty pain-free. Let's have a sexy date night, you know, yeah. weekend.
1: Yeah, so, and there's some great apps now that you can actually yeah. use uh, to track not only your period but it also gives you uh, the the – Uh, tools to be able to log uh, you know, when you, when you, I mean, I use it because I get a little bit of ovulation pain. So I log that so that I know that that's around the time when I'm going to be a little bit sensitive. So for, for um, endometriosis, you could really be logging, um, you know, when you're feeling okay, as opposed to when you're not and, um, and really get a handle on how that's flowing, not just your menstrual cycle, but through the month. Um, that'd be a really handy thing to keep an eye on. Yeah. So, Gabrielle, what would be the treatment for uh, for endometriosis? What what sort of things um, should people be looking at as you know to get some quality of life?
2: So, if you've been diagnosed with endometriosis, sometimes I look at um, mm-hmm. uh which involves a laparoscopy, and or you might get hormone treatment. Uh, so. Or you can, there might be certain types of a pill, contraceptive pill that you can take. Yeah. Ones that are safe to keep taking to avoid having a period altogether. Mm. So the endometrius doesn't keep building up. Yeah. But if you're wanting to have a baby, then you wouldn't be able to do that. So there's, yeah, so you might need surgery to clear it away so you don't get infertility. And then, and when you're pregnant, that can sometimes, you know, cure it for some women altogether. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it certainly is. Um, you know, something that that it, it does pose another challenge uh, in terms of our um, sexual and reproductive health. Uh, you know, so it's it's certainly something that um, needs to be considered. And I really loved what you said about you know being transparent with your partner and getting them to understand um what it what it actually looks like in practice, so that they can be supportive of that time when. I mean, they don't, you know, they don't see "no, not tonight, dear" as necessarily a lack of interest. They're seeing it as they understand that, you know, it, it might be a painful time in your cycle and um, and something to avoid. So having that open communication is really, really important as well as the medical support and uh, and that sort of thing that goes along with, with endometriosis. So it was a really important chat today, I think, uh, because it does affect a lot of women. So, yeah, I'm really grateful to you for bringing that to the table today.
2: I'm so glad to be able to talk about these things because if it can help just one person, we're, we're doing good.
1: Absolutely, we are. That was Gabrielle Larry. What is wrong with me?
2: That was <laughs> my tiredness. Oh, stop it! <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, hang on. That was Gabrielle Laurie, our resident relationships and sex therapist on After Dark.
0: To unlock your pleasure, Jasmine invites you to push past your limiting beliefs around sex and love. It's Conscious Sexuality.
1: It's always my pleasure to welcome Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality back to After Dark, and tonight is absolutely no exception. Welcome back, Jasmine. Thanks, Louise. Good to be back. Now, today we're talking something very interesting because we have um, numerous times on the show talked about self-pleasure and the importance of connecting with yourself. But recently, you've done a chat around that and had some really interesting questions pop up from people, haven't you?
3: Yes, I have. And it's sort of in relation to um, masturbating or self-pleasure, whichever way you want to call it, Um, but particularly when you're already in a relationship. Yeah, Um, and I think it's a really interesting topic Um, and it turns out a lot of other people also think it's quite an interesting topic um, based on a few questions that I had recently around it Um, and I guess people in relationships wanting to know you know how to tackle self-pleasure in a relationship Um, but I guess with keeping their partner involved at the same time.
1: Yeah absolutely Uh, yeah and I guess that that can be a little bit of a conundrum because um, obviously, you know, like, you know, boys at the pub or girls together in there and they're single. And so the, the expectation is, is that if you're, if you're single, you're obviously um, indulging in self-pleasure. But when you actually come into a relationship, I think a lot of people in, um, you know, and I put this in air quotes, you know, normal relationships think that, um, think that, that, all of that self pleasure then needs to disappear, and you just it, you need to get your pleasure solely from your partner. And there can be um, some issues that crop up uh, around that, can't there?
3: Yeah, they really can, because like you said, it is very normal for um, you know people who aren't in relationships, um, I guess, exclusive relationships, mm. to you know be. We're all aware that people masturbate and, and self pleasure. Um, but then when it comes to a relationship, um couples are kind of tackling feelings around you know guilt. Um you know is it bad that they're wanting to still masturbate while they're in a relationship with someone that they do love and care about and and have a sexual relationship with? Um, you know even even down to do that, do they need to tell their partner when they've done it? Um, and, and I just think it's actually really quite a fascinating question. And it's something that I've personally experienced uh, when I decided to start my own journey around this. And I was already in a committed, monogamous, married relationship. Um, and, I, and I guess for me, it was a lot of the undoing that I the undoing of the story was around from religious upbringing. Um, and because there was this language that if you are masturbating in your relationship, it means something's wrong.
1: mm Yes, yeah. Which, yeah, it, um, yeah, and and I do hear it so much. It's like, um, you know, I hear, I hear, I've heard guys talk and sort of go, oh, you know, your your girlfriend has toys. Like, are you intimidated by that? Is that is that something that you know upsets you? It's, um, yeah, it seems to be a, um, you know, <laughs> a bit of a bone of contention, I guess
3: yeah well, I think the language too that we have been told I guess whether you have been brought up in any sort of religious environment or not is that there is this shame that is just associated with masturbating and then add in the fact that you're in a relationship and and I guess people are kind of questioning well is it bad that I'm still wanting to masturbate does it mean that something's wrong uh, you know is there a disconnect with my partner um, and it's not to say that these questions aren't questions you should be asking they're Mm. great questions to be asking and it's kind of working out well what is it and how does it work for you
1: yeah yeah for sure so let's just say everything is firing on all cylinders and you still want to masturbate uh you know (laughs) how do you what what do you think is the is the the conversation that you should be having around that or um you know, is it, it's not necessarily a bad thing, is it?
3: No, that's exactly right. It's not a bad thing. And I I think um, the important thing, I guess, to share initially is, I think it's great to be um, communicating with your partner that you do have an active solo sex life. Hmm. Um, I think that's a really great thing to have out in the open. I think it's a really healthy thing to have out in the open um, with your partner that they understand that. Um, And I think also just having that, Communication level and saying like, look, this is something that I want to do because I'm I'm connecting with myself. It's part of, you know, your self love um, or, you know, the way that you connect to yourself. And it doesn't mean that um, this you're taking away from something um, with your partner. Um, you know, people ask, you know, they might masturbate more than they actually have partnered sex. Is that a bad thing? Well, it's not really because does your gym go? Does your partner go to the gym? you know, more than you go to the gym. Mm. Is that a bad thing? They go more times, you know, so it's kind of like, it's kind of really looking at masturbating and normalizing it as another, just part of healthy life practice that we do. Um, and going, well, if you do masturbate more than you have sex and you don't feel like there's anything wrong with your sex life, your partner's sex life, then go keep going for it. Like why, Mm. why, why do you need to do it less? Because we all have different sex drives. So, if you've got – if you're in a relationship with somebody who, you know, you've got completely different sex drives, well, it is important that you keep nurturing yourself in that way, um, whereas your partner might need not need that as much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's also um, something to be said for bringing that practice in um, when you're partnered as well. So when you're um, – together that uh, that can also be part of your of your repertoire um, you know pleasuring yourself uh, you know with your partner sort of engaged in the process as well.
3: yeah absolutely mutual masturbation is really common mm-hmm. um, and it can be a really great way for people to connect and engage but they might not necessarily really feel like touching each other but they want to feel connected in a way and that might be just a really fun different way. Um, to connect sexually without it being, you know, the straight up vanilla kind of sex or yeah. where it's, you know, um, penetrative sex. It's just a really different and unique way um, that you can both um, enjoy the pleasure that you want um, and, yeah, like just do it in a really different way. Um, and, and so I think, like, I think the feelings of guilt come from the conditioning that we often are taught yes. around masturbation. So it's really important that we kind of we try and shrug that off or, or work through it with somebody if you need to um, because masturbating while you are in a relationship, it should not be a guilty thing. It should be like you've got to brush your teeth every day or, you know, you you got to have breakfast or you're going to the gym. Like it's just another one of those practices that we do that's good and healthy for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you've explained that really beautifully in that if you do need to have that conversation with your partner uh, and they might be feeling, you know, a little bit sort of put off by the fact that it's something that you still do, saying, listen, this is... Um, this is my self care, but it doesn't take away from uh, our sexual relationship. And I don't feel that there's anything lacking. I think that that level of communication and honesty is actually a really beautiful thing to have.
3: You're so right, Louise. It is a really, really beautiful thing to have. And if you are struggling to have that conversation, then maybe look at reaching out to a therapist or a coach or, or someone who can help you facilitate that conversation better um, because, you know, we're all human. Um, we all have our own insecurities and, and things like that, but I think if you can have an, that open communication with your partner and get them on the same page as to why it's important for you, um, then y- your relationship is, is also going to go to the next level too.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, yeah, often those sticky conversations are the ones that actually uh, – yeah, level up your, your relationship game uh, all around. So yeah, look, I really thank you for bringing this to the table today, Jasmine, because it's, it, it is uh, something that we do sweep under the carpet and perhaps we don't look at our own practices and how we communicate that to our sexual partners. And uh, I think you've given a lot of great insight into that tonight. So thank you so much once again for joining us on After Dark.
3: You're welcome.
0: Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio.
1: Well, here we are. Now, Timberlina needed to take a night off, so uh, we're spreading the advice pool a little bit wide. Now, if you've tuned in to get sensible advice from Timberlina, you're in the wrong place Uh, because tonight we have Mux and Bart returning to After Dark for this special brand of dispensing advice or whatever you want to call it all over the airwaves. Welcome, boys. Boys. Hello, hey, Louise.
4: <laughs> How
1: are you? Look, I'm great. Um, and it's always lovely to see you. So, uh, yeah, look, it's it's going okay. Now, um, we have collected some questions and there's a bit of a backlog, I'll tell you, because, you know, there's been some some questions from the ladies that uh, we've sort of kept on file during lockdown that uh, we can we can now blow the lid off and, and get the real ugly truth, as it were.
4: Unleash them.
5: Okay. Unlution. Definitely.
1: All right. Okay. So, question one: Chantel wants to know, Mux and Bart, is sex always on your mind?
4: Uh, yeah, a lot of the time. <laughs> a lot of the time. Yep. Yep. Definitely. I okay. think it's well. I don't know when you when you're concentrating on work and 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 uh, important things, it's not. But those lull times when you're not. Yeah, it pops in definitely.
5: Right, yeah, definitely. What about you, Bart? <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm with Mux, yeah, regularly.
1: Okay, so more than women, you think it's sort of just always sitting there, bubbling in the back of your minds.
5: I've never been a woman, personally. <laughs> so you say not yet, anyway.
4: Not yet. <laughs> never, know. never say never.
5: Never say never. Yeah, anything's possible. But yeah,
4: I don't know. Like, I know some women that are. That they, that's a big thing for them. They're always talking about it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe it's just the girls that you're in contact with, Max, because you're a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Now here we go. Who should pay for the first date?
4: Bloke. yeah, always the guy. It's um, what did we say,
5: Bailey? It's the gentleman thing to do. Yeah, it's the gentleman thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. I've been dating for Crystal for seven years, and she hasn't paid for a <laughs> date. <yet. laughs> <laughs> she pays in other ways, mate. Oh,
4: <laughs> big time! But there is—I yeah, think we've sort of talked about this before—and and you get some women that get a bit um, shirty, or if if you don't allow them to, or don't allow to split it, but and they think it's a little bit sexist. But I—I've um, said it before; I probably wouldn't go on a date with them if yeah. they thought that way in the first place.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, I always think as a girl it's always nice to offer because you don't want to be seen as, you know, a gold digger because that's the, that's the other thing that you've got to to watch.
5: Good etiquette.
1: Yeah, but, um, yeah, it is always nice when Prince Charming pays for dinner, I have to say. yeah,
5: It's polite when the girl offers. I think that's amazing. Yeah. But as a guy you pay, pay all the time. I went on a date once with a girl and... I, with a girl. Went, yeah, a girl, wow! I, I went up. I went up to pay, and I nearly fell over. She, she said, "I've bought a coupon," and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> She said, "I've bought a coupon, two for one." And I, I nearly, I nearly got down and asked her to marry me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so went, bought she bought a coupon. a few, like A few, two for one deal. Yeah, that was the only date she ever went on with me. <laughs> <laughs> she run out of coupons, mate. Uh, okay, she's run out of oh, Well, no. I'm, I'm going with she run out of coupons,
1: not that she wasn't interested with <laughs> me. Not that she wasn't into <laughs> you. Yeah, of course. Okay, all right. What is your most vanilla turn on? Most what? Sorry, vanilla. Do you vanilla understand the difference? On. Do you understand the difference between vanilla and not vanilla? Or do I need to explain no. this? Yeah, okay. you need to explain. All
4: right, so vanilla is not kinky. Oh, so what's the, the like, a normal turn-off?
5: Yeah. When, when you go on a date but- and they actually turn up. <laughs>
1: Can you do me a favour, Bartley, uh, for everybody okay. at home, I, I apologise. Can you stop eating while you're in the middle off. of an interview? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> you
5: should have told me earlier, I was, was fading into a shadow. <laughs> Did you use a coupon to get that food? Or, <laughs> no, I, I rang Bristol, I said, how about you cook dinner tonight? You haven't cooked
1: in a while. <laughs> Just, um, yeah, don't talk with your mouth full, Bartley. I'm sure. All good. Yep, yep. We're on after dark, so I'm you can back. take that however you want. Now. Um, what is All right, so, Max, what about you? What is your most vanilla
4: turn on? You know what I actually like? I like I like it when it, uh, uh, I don't know how far we can go with this. but Yeah, I, we're on after the dark. You go for gold. I, 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 I love it when a chick flicks her own bean. I reckon that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's vanilla, isn't
1: it? That's, yeah, fairly vanilla. Um, okay, so hang on to your hat for the next question, people. What is your kinkiest turn on? <laughs>
4: Wow, <laughs> this is going to get better. Oh, this is. Uh, ooh, actually, but you can answer this one. Or I, I think when ooh. a
5: girl when a girl swallows. I agree, that, but I agree. Yeah, you agree. The biggest turn on. Mm.
1: I don't know that that's real kinky. Like it's not really you, kinky. But yeah, it you is, two. Are,
5: uh, you two are disappointing me. <laughs> oh. This shows you how kinky I am. I had a girl bite me once. Oh, on. <laughs> <laughs> where did she bite you? She bit my nipple, and I'm like, "Who the fuck does that?" It hurt. It hurt like hell. <laughs> yeah, welcome cute. to our world. Yeah, it is when you get bit. I was, I reckon I was only about twenty-one as well. I'm thinking, who bites? Well, oh, I think I'll stop the conversation there, Max. There's, there's there's a difference between a bite and a nibble. Yeah. Like a bite is a full-on bite. I had a bruise the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I had You're
4: march. a pussycat. Meow meow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what are okay, puppy dog. Bon, bitten nipple. What
5: are you on yeah. about? Yeah. Mate, I thought she bit my nipple off for a sec. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was looking for it on the floor. That was terrible. Last question. Boys, do you enjoy giving yes. head or do you do it just for the girl's pleasure?
4: No, I actually really enjoy it. Do you? Yeah, I I are. thoroughly enjoy it. I um. It, it gets me going because of uh, their reaction. It's it's smoking. Like if they if you know and you're doing the right thing, they let you know. And uh, there's nothing hotter, I reckon, when a Sheila grabs your head and shoves it straight into her uh her uh, <laughs> rosebud <button. laughs> <laughs> mullet. No, that's not the rosebud. Uh, right? Mullet. Yeah, no. Okay. It's, it's hot. Beautiful. Leaves shaking. It's it's awesome.
1: Okay, Bartley. Yeah, I'm on
5: Team max dear.
4: Yeah,
1: 100%. Okay, well, that makes a lot of females feel a lot better because, you know, as females sometimes we get a little bit, you know, self-conscious or, um, you know, wonder whether it's just, you know, whether you guys are enjoying it. So you have made a lot of women feel a lot better, boys. Well done. Okay, well, boys, it's been very enlightening As usual. And uh, I thank you so much for your time tonight here on After Dark. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thank thank you. Thank God Timberlene is back next week. And, uh, look, we will catch you in the next couple of weeks, boys. Thanks again.
0: Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio.
1: Thank you once again for your company this Thursday night, dear listener. It's always a pleasure. Hope you got a lot out of tonight's show. And I'd just like to leave you with a little quote that I found through the week. It says, Sex, what's romantic? When she's in your arms, like a cute, sleepy panda, messy hair. You just hug her tightly, look straight into her eyes and just feel the silence. You slowly plant a kiss on her forehead, her nose, her cheeks. That's real intimacy, real sex and real romance. And dear listener, I wish that for you this weekend. I've been Louise Wilkinson and you've been listening to After Dark.
0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night. Only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.